Lord God, thank you, Father God, for bringing us here today. We ask, God, that you would just continue to overwhelm us with your presence, overwhelm us with the Holy Spirit. We ask that you would fill us up, Father God, and fulfill every need that we have. We pray, Father God, any tactic of the enemy would just flee from us and allow us to just focus on you, focus on your word, and focus on what you have for us right now. Pray, God, that you would just be with us and that you would show us unconditional love and we would show you unconditional love as well. I pray, God, that we would just have an intimacy with you, Father God, that can never be broken, that we would just submit ourselves to you, Father God, and no longer carry ourselves as sinners, but saints saved by grace. And I ask, Father God, that you would just surround us with your peace and your joy, surround us with your love and your affection. We pray, Father God, that we would just be contained, that we would no longer contain our excitement for you, Father God, but that we would just show it in every which way possible. Everyone who sees us would see something different, and that we would walk in righteousness, walk in faith, love, and peace, and hope, and joy, gentleness, Father God, kindness. I pray, Father God, that we would just continuously stay faithful to you, Father God, as you are faithful to us. We pray, God, that you would just be with us and fill us up with the Holy Spirit, fill us up with your grace, your mercy, your gentleness, Lord, and we just ask that you would just be with us during this podcast. Allow us to just learn together, Father God, and allow us to just grow together, Father God, through you. I pray, God, that you would get all the glory, that you would get all the honor. And I pray, Father God, that your name would be exalted above every name, exalted above every verse, and exalted above anything ever said. Pray, God, that you would be the number one thing in our lives, the number one person in our lives, that you'd be the center of attention, Father God, and the center of our hearts. Pray that we would just chase after you, Father, and that we would do right by you, and that we would just continue to serve you through thick and thin, Father God. We pray that you would be with us, watch over us, and forgive us for any sins that we may have committed against you or those that we love. In Jesus' name, amen. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everybody's blessed and staying consistent and serving the Lord. I pray that we would just stay all consistent together, that we would just serve God faithfully and with our hearts fully, you know. Um, I pray that Every single one of us just continues to chase after God, and I was just, you know, asking God, what would, like, if I, I want to stay consistent, and now that the the duration doesn't matter, right, like, I, I feel like sometimes I focus too much on how long it is than what's being said, right, and uh, that's like, it's kind of just like more, no longer wanting to feel like the duration matters, but feeling like what's being said is more important, right? Whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. And uh, I just want the Holy Spirit to flow the way he wants to flow, you know? And I pray that. I asked him, I was like, yo, like, if I, I want to be more consistent, but I feel like my consistency falls off because I don't know what to talk about or I don't know what to, you know, say. But now it's I have to realize like it's not me talking, right? It's it's the Holy Spirit flowing through me. So I say like I'm just I prayed and beforehand and we prayed together right now and I asked God and I was like, What do I talk about? And uh I opened my Bible and I was going through stuff and I found James chapter James chapter four, verse one through like eleven reading those couple verses and uh the literal title of the chapter is submit yourselves to god right and let's think about what that means for a second what is submission to god right and uh i was the only the only thing that i knew about submission was 
like in fighting, like you know what I'm saying, like people tapping out and stuff, like submissions, which is kind of funny in a way. And uh, so it's like, what is submission, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. What is submission? And if we think about it, if you ever seen like people get into like submissions and fighting or something like that, right? Like a, a chokehold or an arm bar or something like that, right? And it's causing so much pain that somebody has to literally say uncle. It's literally like, that's what I thought it meant, right? But now we look at the definition when it's talking about God, it's like complete submission, right? So in a way, it's kind of like the same thing. It's kind of like instead of fighting with God, letting him lock in that love. You see what I'm saying? Letting him take full control and fully giving ourselves up to him, you know, completely just saying uncle, right? And that's what it is. It's not allowing ourselves to feel like we don't have to tap out. Or we don't have to give in to his love, right? But if we can, if we complete full submission with God, then what does that say really? Well, it says a couple things. It says that we're getting our lives together. It's saying that we truly want to change. saying that we truly love God. It's saying that no longer do we want to have pride within ourselves, but we want to boast in the Lord, right? It's like, okay, so what is submission? It says submit yourselves to God. James chapter 4 verse 1 says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means en enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come wash your hands. It says, come, come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Like, I, I know I kind of just read a lot, a lot right now, right? So we'll break it down a, a little bit. In the beginning, it's saying... What causes quarrels and fights among you? It's the desires within yourselves, right? So it's like, I want this. So I'm going to do anything I can to get this, right? That's why people still kill, you know? That's why people destroy families. That's why people rob. You know, it's, it's, it's just why people do a lot of things. It's why people, you know, they lose their families because they want to sin against their wife or they want to cheat on their wife or you know they or they want to cheat on their husbands and that's why people can never figure it out but it's like all those problems all of our fights and our quarrels and everything that that causes us to have strife towards one another or anger towards one another comes through the evil desires within our hearts right so if we're not submitting ourselves to god and no longer wanting to give in to his love 
but give in to what we think we want or to give in to the things that we think we love, right? Sex, drugs, money, you know, anger, you know, if we act in those ways, then that's what we're going to think we're going to love. We're going to think that those things make us happy, right? But if we're not having submission towards God, meaning not listening to those evil desires within ourselves, how are we going to, how are we going to ever be able to move forward, right? It's like we'll always be stuck in the same place. We'll never allow anything or anyone to to tell us anything because we want to do what we want, right? We're not going to listen to wisdom. We're not going to listen to God because we want the evil desires within our hearts. And that causes, and then we're asking God, why? Why, God? Why am I going through this? Why do I go through that? God, I'm sorry, you know, but those are your punishments, if you smoke cigarettes your whole life, by the time you're 80 and you have black tarred lungs, like that, those, that's you're going to reap what you sow, right? That's what the Bible tells us. We reap what we sow. So you do something bad, it gets exposed to the light, or you bring it to the light, and your consequences are what they may be. Whether you learn from them or not is up to you. Whether you give in to those evil desires or not, is up to you. No longer can you allow yourself, you know, what do we just say in 2 Timothy 2.22? It said that flee from your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, right? That's what it was saying. Saints, flee from your youth. Sometimes I don't get why 40, 50, 60-year-old guys can still want to go out and party. You know what I'm saying? Like still want to go out and live like they're young. Or even do things as simple as cheating on their wife. It's like, man, you're grown. You're, you're supposed to know better. I always heard the saying, you know, men don't grow, to, grow up to their 40. Even some men don't do that. Well, why? Why does everybody have to wait and keep pushing off God? It's because they don't want to submit to God. It's because the evil desires that they have in their heart, that's what they want to latch on to. That's what they want to be their number one goal in life. It's to fulfill what they think that they need to fulfill, right? And if you're if you're a young man or you're a young, you know, young guy and you're out in the world, that's what you go that's what goes through your mind every day. Is all the the propaganda, is all the the sin that you see and all the like uh the subliminal messaging that you see, what whatever you're watching, whatever you're doing, whatever you're looking at, right? Whether it's pornography, whether it's Instagram, whether it's, you know, whatever, Snapchat, whatever, everybody's using TikTok, whatever, right? That's all propaganda that you see. That's all stuff that you want to see. You know that every single person, when you when you say that you accept those terms and conditions, you know that, that they're asking you what your gender is because they know what's going to attract men. Sex. They know how to propagand kids who are just kids. What do kids do? They make fake accounts, make a fake birthday so that they can have those accounts. Because in reality, ain't nobody supposed to be using those things. Because what do they show? It's all geared towards men. Men using the app more because they find sexual things or they find things that are inappropriate, right? And for women, it's it's a little different. For them, their algorithm's different. It's if they really want to look at something, they're going to find that thing. And, you know, they might have things pop up here and there, but they get women through other things, you know, 
It doesn't have to be just strictly men, but it could be the music, what's popular music for the women, therefore bringing up, you know, different things that they could see, different makeup, different clothes, what you should look like or who you should be, you know. In reality, the men, they try to attract the men to sex propaganda, and in the women, they try to body shame them and make them feel like they need to do something different about their body. Thus creating ads, thus creating an algorithm to see different things, right? It's all garbage. And that's what we don't get is, that's what we're feeding ourselves when we submit to our desires, when we know that we keep going back to that one thing as small as it may be, and that we think it don't affect us. In reality, it's doing a lot more damage than it is. You listen to a song about smoking, you're going to want to smoke as soon as that song's over. You listen to somebody talking about how they like partying, then you're going to want to go party that night right if you feed your spirit evil all that's going to come out is evil right because whatever you insert through your your eyes right whatever you put inside your body is going to come out one way or another it's like when we eat we go poop right well whatever you look at is going to come out one way or another whatever you hear is going to come out one way or another if you hear something and you're like man i want to smoke now i'm gonna go smoke it's coming out one way or another. Don't fall into the propaganda of what the world wants, but submit yourself to God. Submit. I got to submit myself to God too, you know, every day. And I do. Every day I, I read my word, I pray, and sometimes it can feel repetitive, but then you switch it up. You do something different. I'll read my Bible later on, or I'll pray first in the morning. I always pray first in the morning. You always got to pray first in the morning because the only reason we wake up every day is because of the Lord. I'll never change that. And sometimes I may not do it right away. And that's my sin right there. That's me. It's me falling short. Me waiting an hour or two after I'm up. When as soon as I get up, I need to just say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Let your will be done in my life today. Everything that I needs to be done to fulfill your will allow me to fulfill that purpose today cleanse me of any wrong cleanse me father god of anything that i'm not ready for or the world's not ready for i pray that it just be removed right now and every decision that i make would be a decision to keep me blameless and a decision to keep me moving forward that's all you gotta say you know what i'm saying it's not hard to love god What's hard about loving God is because of the selfish, the selfishness that we have within ourselves, right? The lack of submission, the lack of giving into God's love is what causes us to fall down, right? And to feel like we can't get up, to feel like we're stuck in the same place, to feel like, man, gosh, I just, I want to change my life, but I really like doing this. It's all excuses, we all make an excuse to put off God. We all make an excuse to not be perfect. I'm a sinner, so that you know I'm gonna mess up sometimes. No, you're a saint saved by grace. No longer are you a sinner saved by grace, but you are a saint saved by grace. Because you can't have those built-in excuses no more. You cannot mess up. You must be perfect. You must be perfect, and you must obtain blamelessness every single day of your life. And only through that understanding will you live for Christ. Only through that understanding will you gain holiness and godliness. Are we ever going to be God? No. Are we ever going to be, you know, 
comparable to God? Maybe. How do we know? But no. You know, God might be like, man, you you get to heaven. God be like, man, you were just exactly what I needed you to be. You messed up sometimes, but I know they weren't on purpose. And I love you so much. You may enter the kingdom of heaven, my good and faithful servant. And then you walk up in, you get your key, you go to your room, you kick back, you know, you wait and we go praise God. We go eat at the table. You know, we do all that fun stuff, whatever God has planned for us that day. That's what it's about. It's about being a saint saved by grace, no longer a sinner, but a saint. Okay, so it says you desire, but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. People are like, man, I ask God all the time for those things. I ask God to give me, you know, certain things that I know, you know, I ask God, uh, hey, God, make me a millionaire. You you can't you can't handle the, the paycheck that you get at the end of the week. Yet you want to be a millionaire. You can't save the money that you got right now, but you want to be a millionaire. The car that you got, you don't take care of, but you want to have the nicest car? Well, God, I, I remember like, well, if I had it, I'd take care of it. Yeah, but what you got right now, you don't take care of. So how, how does how does that show us what you got? In the Bible, I know, I know it says somewhere in the Bible, if you take care of the small things, you'll get blessed with bigger things, right? You'll gain more responsibility. It's just like what happened with the parable. There's a parable about coins right or something like that this king goes away he gives he gives a like 10 it's like a bag of silver to each guy there's three guys right two guys make more money and the last guy just buries it and hides it and he's like hey good job one guy he he got 10 times the amount the other guy he got five times the amount the last guy he's like hey i i, I put it away and i buried it and then he's like, I know if I, if I would have lost it, you would have killed me. I was just scared, so I, I have it here ready for you. I didn't get no interest on it or nothing, but it's it's right here. And he's like, man, he's like, why didn't you go take it to the bank? And the bank would have did something with it. And then you could have just pulled it out of the bank. You know, he, he's, he starts questioning him. It's like, you don't want to be the person who doesn't do anything when God gives you little. You don't want to be the person that God blesses you with something and you do nothing with it. It's like being it's like being the best football player in the world or the best, you know, soccer player in the world, the best basketball player in the world, the best so the best fighter in the world. And you never playing football, you never playing basketball, soccer or fighting. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're wasting the little things that he gives you. He's he's telling you like take care of what I give you and watch what I give you. And cherish what I give you so that while I know you appreciate it and I can give you more, right? But yeah, when we ask God for something, we ask him with motives of the flesh, right? We ask him with motives of selfishness and selfish desires. That's not God's fault that we're not getting blessed. That's our fault for asking for things that we know aren't good for us. We set ourselves up for failure. God loves us so much. He's He's our Father, right? So when you have when you have your Father, your Father doesn't want anything bad to happen to you. What He does, He wants to teach you good. He wants to teach you right from wrong, and He's not going to give you anything that's going to cause you harm. You know what I'm saying?
Your father's not going to give you a freaking a gun and not show you how to use it, not show you the importance of it. And he's not going to give it to you when you're not ready, right? He's not going to let you go hunting when you're not ready. There's a point and there's a difference between allowing God to asking God for things that you need and asking God for things that you know you don't need and things that you know are going to just cause sin in your life. Because then you're, you know, you're, you're trying to set up God and you're setting up yourself for failure. And then wh wh what else is going to happen? The devil is going to come around. He's going to hear what you want and he might give it to you. And then you're just going to have self-destruction, right? Don't ask for things that you don't even, don't ask for things you can't handle. Because the only person who's going to listen to that is the devil. And he might find a way and you might think it's coming from God or you might get away. And, and when you get what you want, for some reason, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a blessing. It's because it's from the devil. It's because God's not going to bless you with something like that. God's not going to bless you with something that you know is bad. Because if you want something that's bad for you, it's going to come from the enemy, not from God the Father, right? Have full submission. Have full release of who you were, who you thought you wanted to be, and be who he wants you to be, right? Some people are like, man, I can't hear God. You can hear God in your heart. You can hear God in your thoughts. You can hear God talking to him he could expose himself to you at any moment but if without that submission without knowing that you're fully giving yourself to christ how are you going to hear god if you're distracted by what's going on over here on the right side when god's calling you above you're not going to be paying attention to his calling you're not going to be paying attention for something that's good for you you're not going to you're going to be asking and hoping and wishing and wanting to hear him see him and talk to him and he's trying to talk to you but you're over here paying attention to this thing over here you're like yeah god I'm I'm listening to you but I'm trying to do what I'm doing over here like I can't hear you over this smoke but but I still want you to talk to me you know what I'm saying there's no reason to ask god to expose himself to you there's no reason for as for asking God to show you the way when you don't even want the way. If you hear my daughter in the back, that's just her being cute. So excuse her. But um, yeah, don't, don't fully submit yourself to God. Because if you don't fully submit yourself to God, everything that you think you want in life and you get, it's just going to cause more self-destruction. It's going to cause a further distance between you and God. It's going to bring you down more than it's going to bring you up, right? So don't ask for things that you know are going to cause friction between you and God. Don't cause, don't ask for things that you know are going to destroy the intimacy between you and God because God's listening. And if you're praying out loud, the devil's going to be listening to you. He's going to be like, oh, okay, you want that? All right. Hey, check this out. I got this over here. It's not the exact same, but it's close. He's like, here, check this out. And then you fall into temptation. You fall into traps. You fall into deception. That's why you got to be on guard. You got to ask for things that you know are good for you, not things that are, are selfish motives. You know what I mean? Okay, so... Right here, he goes in. He goes hard in the paint right here, James. James is the brother of Jesus, right? But he goes in. He goes hard right here where it says, verse 6, chapter 4, verse 6 in James. He says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. 
Or do you think scripture says without reason he jealously longs for the spirit he has caught to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace that the scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Right there. There's no sense in being prideful in yourself. Because everything that you have, all that money that you have, all that cash that you have could burn up just like that. As fast as you got it or as fast as you pulled it out of the bank or as fast as you see it in your bank account. It don't take nothing but two seconds for it to disappear. Everything that we own, everything that we have, every breath and step that we take is under the jurisdiction, is under the favor of the Almighty. And that's what we forget sometimes. Don't be the adulterous person anymore. Don't accept that adultery in your life. Don't accept that you can't change because through God's grace, His mercy, and His love... He sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Now that that blood that was shed covers every sin and you are no longer bound to condemnation. You are no longer bound to hell, but you are released from every single thing that holds you back from being righteous. You just have to choose to be that way. You have to choose and want. we have to choose every single day to want to be blameless. We have to choose to carry that peace. We have to choose to be faithful to the Most High and to fa- and faithful to what this this good book right here tells you. You want to get closer to God? Read your Bible. You want to feel God's presence? Get on your knees and pray. Real men fight on their knees, right? And that's just the truth. And you know, there's a part of everybody that wants to make that into something inappropriate. But stop thinking like that. I you know I used to hear preachers say that like, I was like, what the heck? That sounds weird. But it's like, no. Real men fight on their knees. A real warrior for Christ will fight on his knees. That's getting down on your knees, laying down, you know, bending over. Whatever you do, get on your knees and ask God, hey, God, I need you. Hey, I'm sorry, God. Hey, I messed up. Confess your sins, repent, and change. Repentance isn't just asking for forgiveness and going back and doing the same thing. But repentance is repenting and changing no longer accepting who you used to be in that very second. No longer accepting who you used to be a couple days ago or a couple months ago or a couple years ago. No longer accepting the mentality of a failure. No longer accepting the mentality of a sinner, but being a saint saved by grace. You see what I'm saying? Don't be the adulterous generation. Don't be the person who is an enemy against God. Anyone who is a friend of the world is not a friend of God. So why would you be a friend of the world? Why would you be? That's like saying anybody who's a friend with the devil ain't going to be a friend with God. And that's how real it is. You're going to be okay with being a friend of the devil. Something that's so demonic. Something that's so dark. And in the Bible it tells us that our battle is not against flesh and blood. But against the dark forces of this dark world. It's the 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 authorities and the darkness and the spirit, the spiritual darkness of the world. That's who our battle's against. It's not against with mankind, but it's against these evil forces. And that's what we have to remember. That it's not about what we see on day to day. But it's about battling those evil desires within yourself to flee. James, it's 2 Timothy 2.22, like I said earlier, was a flee from your youth. Because when you're a kid, you think whatever you're doing is okay. Or you know that it's not okay, but you're like, I'm just a kid, whatever. No, stop acting like a kid. Stop being 30, 25, 20, 18, 16. Stop being however old you are and acting 
like you're 10, 12, acting like you're an immature person who's never seen people before for people. Have a purity, have that purity of an infant and grow into maturity through Christ. That's the only way that it'll be attained. Once you release that youth, once you release the the hypocrisy that we carry, right? Oh, I'm old enough to do this and I'm old enough to do that. And the Bible it tells us if you think that it's in the Bible it tells us some things that may look good, but they're not beneficial, right? And I'm just, you know, paraphrasing here. I don't I don't really know how it says, but I know that's that's exactly what he means. Is some things may look good for you, but that doesn't mean that they are good for you. And I know Paul the Apostle wrote that. I'm pretty sure. God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. Don't be prideful in who you think you are and what you think you have. Don't carry pride. And I can do whatever I want. Yeah? Do whatever you want. See where you end up, bro. Do whatever you want and see how your life turns out. Because people who who get what they want, they're, they're basically crybabies, you know? They don't want to follow instruction. They don't want to follow God's plan, right? They want to go about their own understanding. I don't need God. I can figure it out on my own. I don't need God. I can do this and make this much money. I can lie and make this much money. I could lie and get into this. There was a part of me that wanted, you know, there was a not a part of me, but there was an opportunity for me. To, to make up a lie to get into a better apartment. And I didn't do it. Why? Because I knew it was wrong. I knew deep down that it was wrong. And you know, sometimes it may look enticing. And it may look good. And it may look like, oh, that's not that bad. You know, that's, uh, I don't really think that's a lie. But in the end, it's deception. You may think you're not lying, but you're being deceptive. What does the Bible tell us? All the people that are liars, cheaters, deceivers, they're all going to go to hell. Right? I I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I would for I forbidden myself from doing it. And I didn't allow myself to do it because my God is greater than any other, you know, application. My God is greater than any credit check. My God is greater than any, you know, income requirement. My God is the greatest God of all, and I know that He'll take care of me. He'll take care of every need that I have, and that's because I stay faithful. It's because I chase blamelessness. I chase righteousness, and I chase after what He has for my life. And I ask you guys to do the same thing and not for me, but I'd ask you to do it for yourselves. I do it. I ask you guys to do it for God because he loves you so much. I love you so much that I don't want you to be burning in hell. I don't want you to be chasing after, you know, trying to get out, trying to get out. But you're pleading. You're pleading, Lord, please forgive me. It's too late. It's too late. You had all that time to do it when you were on earth and you want to do it now because you realize that it's real. Don't wait until you're burning in the lake of fire. Don't wait till the gnashing of teeth. Don't wait until every day is hotter and hotter and hotter. And every time you need something to drink, you ain't going to get it. And you're starving. And there's people poking at you, making fun of you. Demons looking at you and making fun of you. It's real. Hell is real. You should love. That's why the Bible tells us to have love. Because you should love everybody so much because you know how bad hell is. James chapter 4 verses James chapter 4 verse 7 Submit yourselves then to God resist the devil and he will flee from you come near to God and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double minded grieve grieve mourn and wail change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up 
literally, he's saying, every time you think something's funny, don't fall into that trap. Because in reality, if we are not laughing about something that's godly or an awesome thing that's happening in our life, it's a form of, like, it's like making fun of somebody, right? Is that is that carrying righteousness? If you're laughing at, like, a worldly joke, you know what I'm saying? And it's hard, because that's all that's around us, is worldliness. But that's why we have to change ourselves and not be a part of conversations that we know that we shouldn't be a part of. In the Bible, it tells us that we want to we want to cry out to God. We want to show our submissiveness to Him by crying out to Him. People are like, I don't cry, I don't cry, I don't do this. Dude, I don't cry, but I cry for the Lord. I've seen people who are gangster cry for the Lord. Why? Because the reality of what it is, is that our God is a real God. Our God is, this isn't just some book that we read right, for our entertainment. This isn't just some book that we think we need in our life, right? The only reason you want to be a good person is because of God's great, it's because of God's great love and his mercy that he shows us continuously. People are like, I want to be a good person because I want to be a good person. No, you have good morals because something within you doesn't want to be a bad person, but that's because God is living through you in a way. You may not be a sinner, you may not be saved, but the only reason you want to do right is because it's not like a subconscious thing. It's not because of anything other than because God lives every single day and he's walking around, he's watching over people and he's giving them conviction. And we're like, well, uh, that's just me. I have my own self-conviction. No, conviction comes from Christ to show you right from wrong and to show you to turn away from your ways so that you can obtain righteousness and you may not see it. God used to make, God used to convict me even when I didn't know who he was. Uh, he's convicts, he convicts everybody, even if they don't know him. Why? Because he's trying to show you that the feeling that you feel right now doing that wrong or bad thing isn't coming from anybody else other than him. And if you don't have that conviction, then you're far away from God and he's going to call you in one way or another because conviction will happen. And sometimes we turn our conviction and it's just so convicting, it's convicting, it's convicting that we just start to tune out the conviction. And then we start to become okay with sin. And then we start digging ourselves into a hole and we can't get out. That's the only reason why you lose conviction, right? It's because you keep doing something so bad, so bad, and you're ignoring that conviction. You're digging yourself into a deeper hole to climb out of. Because basically, if you think about it, every time you do wrong, you're digging yourself in, you're digging yourself into a hole, right? A hole in the ground leading to hell. And every time you do right, you're either out of that hole and you're climbing up towards heaven on a ladder or you're climbing out of that hole that you're in. Right? Either way, you're not going to be not moving. You're either every decision, every step that you make going forward is either going to be a step to dig you into hell or to climb out of that hole or to climb onto that ladder and get into heaven. That's how you have to see your life. It's like a teeter-totter, right? Are you teetering up or are you teetering down? And if you ain't staying up high, chasing after that, chasing after God's glory, chasing after the heavens, running and trying to, you know, fly to God or whatever, then you, you're not going to, like, there's no point. Like, you're not going to get to heaven. You're not going to do right. If all you want to do is sit on the teeter-totter, then you're going to sit on the teeter-totter, but you ain't going to be chasing after God up above. You know what I'm saying? We have to become blameless. That's why we're no longer sinners saved by grace, but we are saints saved by grace. 
Don't leave that opportunity for you to have sin in your life. Because you, if you think about it, it's like, well, geez, now I have to be perfect? Yep. Every single day you have to try to be perfect. Every single day you have to be blameless. And you can go years without sinning. That's what I've come to realize and learn is you can go years without sinning. You could be a great person. You don't have to check everybody out. You don't have to sin. You don't have to have perverse thoughts. You don't have to carry guilt. You don't have to do any of those things anymore. Why? Because the Bible and that's the Bible tells us that and Jesus was sent on the cross for us to not go through those things anymore. He was sent through the he was sent to the cross to die for our sins to let us know, "Hey, you guys were sinners when this was all happening and when this was going on." But guess what? You guys don't have to be that that way anymore. Even though you guys persecuted me, even though you guys spit on me, you beat me, you guys flogged me, you guys crucified me. I love you guys still. I died for you guys. And all those people who were flogging him, all those people who were crucifying him, all those people that were stone, like throwing stones at him and spitting on him, all those people can be forgiven and all those people can go to heaven as long as they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and as long as they chase after being blameless every day, that they obtain that blamelessness, that they obtain that perfection because now they are saints saved by grace. And that's who we are, saints saved by grace. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him. Every single opportunity that you have, carry peace with you and know that your God will carry you through. Any thought that tries to pop in your head, be like, nope, Jesus wouldn't want me to do that. That's not the truth. That's a lie. That's a lie from the devil. Devil, flee from me. Get away from me. Hey, and if you got to talk a lot to say it, do it. Do whatever you got to do. Don't carry shame. To fight the devil. Because that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to be like, you're not going to say nothing right now. So I'm going to bother you right now. And if you got to tell yourself aloud in the store, hey, devil, flee from me right now in the name of Jesus. Get away from me. Do it. Find that way to obtaining blamelessness. Find that way to obtaining perfection. Find that way to no longer being the sinner saved by grace. But being a saint saved by grace. Because that's what we are. We're saints saved by grace. Carry that with you guys. Submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves to Him. Let go of who, who you used to be and carry who He wants you to be every single day of your life. You know what I'm saying? My son just woke up, so I'm, I'm going to let you guys go. I know you guys are tired of me, but I ain't tired of you. I love you guys. All glory to God always. And just remember that you stay consistent in the Word. Stay consistent in your faith. And no matter what, Call upon God for help. Call upon him for every single need that you have, and he will fulfill it, I promise. I love you guys. Peace.